This is the Deadass Podcast. Welcome to my little launch pad for self-love and laughter. I am Randall Ray Thompson, recording from inside Las Vegas, Nevada. You can call me Krabby if you're keeping score. Thank you, and thank you for listening. For all the episodes and upcoming performances, visit SlamDunkJesus.com. We've got a lot to get into, so please hold your laughter until the end, and please enjoy the show. This is part two of episode 19. I was with my lady Chastity. We're going to pick up where we left off. Talking about the Jews. Yo. Nothing. You sound like you want to talk about America's Jew problem. Kazer's gonna Kazer. Kazer's gonna Kazer. <laughs> why do, why, right, why do, one, why, two part question. Why do people hate Jews at every turn? And also, why can't you ever say anything about Jews without them taking it as hate? Number one, the accents. The Jewish accent? Number two, the accents. The people who hate Jews' accent, the anti-Semitic accent. The way they decorate their apartments is atrocious. Jews have apartments? The ghetto. Jewish people. Damn, dude. What? Sometimes Jews just have a flat. Like it's okay. Do they? Do they have a flat? I mean, if you're in England, you don't really have a flat in America. That's not a thing we do here. Is it racist if a Chinese person has a flat? Tire. <laughs> a flat? Anything. Foot. No. No. I apartment. Face. No, nah, that's not racist if they have it. It's racist if I point it out. Right? Shovel. Shovel faces. Face. Yeah. See, this might be the... No, this is nowhere near the most racist episode. Alright, so... (laughs) Alright, why do... But still... Do you think America has a Jew problem? Well, no, not... Insofar as, like, America has a problem with any group of people. But America has a problem with everybody. Yeah, then I guess America does have a Jew problem? Okay. You know how we have, like, a a proxy war in other countries and things like that? Let's say other countries had a proxy war here between blacks and Jews. Has Swearingen been having wars everywhere else? Like, between blacks and Jews and somebody else, it's not an American-funded thing, but it was just Why hasn't Lenny Kravitz fixed this problem? Lenny Kravitz might be the only one who can. I swear to God, if he doesn't Captain Planet up and just, like, make it okay. No, somebody's got to find the rings. Somebody's got to summon Lenny. I am completely sure that Lenny Kravitz already has all the rings. So you're saying that he's selfish? And, like, a preposterous number of vests. I feel like that man has, like, only vests. All of his clothes are sleeveless. I feel like it's a little gaudy. You don't think he has any shirts under the vest? Uh, no, I don't, because it's a skin. So it makes me feel like there's not a shirt under there. 
Unless it's like a tank top and he's protecting his nipples or something. Well, what if he has like a vest liner? You never know. He That's, could have well, a-, a vest liner is just a fucking wife beater. Like, that... No, not a wife beater, but like, but like the liner is cut. Like, it's just a lining to the vest that he wears. Like... Like, girls have training bras. That he has is a training part of vest. the vest. It's part of the vest. Mm. Or maybe he has a vest that helps him keep that figure, you know, that people don't know about. And so he keeps the vest buttoned Randall, up. Randall, you've seen him topless. You know he doesn't need a vest to help him keep that figure. He doesn't. He doesn't need help. It is impressive. He does that. He cares. He cares about himself. Whatever it is that he cares about, I don't really care to know. But I'm glad. It's nice. But that has nothing to do with this fucking proxy race war that... I was hoping you would forget about No, I won't, because these goddamn Tanzanians then teamed up with Australia, and they got us blacks and we Jews fighting each other, when in the end, neither one of us are going to win. Who's going to win? Well, I'm glad you guys are leaving Madagascar alone. I do like lemurs. No, there's one thing about Madagascar meerkats. that they you should They have meerkats know. there. Yeah, they're merely cats. That's not true. Mm-hmm. They're not actually cats. They're basic bitches. No, like cats here are basic bitches. Like they're not cats. They're I, look. I'm a patriot, and I'm not gonna have you talk shit about American cats. You don't have any pets. You don't even have a cat. I don't have to have a pet because I respect their right to work free, start businesses, marry who they want. I'm not the one that... I don't need a pet. I respect felines. Cats can do none of those things. That's disrespectful. It's discriminatory. It's derogatory. And yeah, it is right. It is a... You are absolutely correct. But it doesn't mean you're not wrong for saying it. Well, then tell that to the Constitution of the United States of America, Randall. You tell, you run tell that, homeboy. Yeah, the nigga lived down the street. I go, hey, Constitution, what's good? Yo, this this nigga over here saying the cats can't get married. And the Constitution is going to figure it the fuck out. If Who not, the fuck is marrying cats? Who is having these cat Other weddings? cats, hopefully. Uh, really? Other cats are registering with the government as ministers of the state and performing weddings? No, like, anybody can perform the wedding. What matters That's is... That's not true. You have a misunderstanding about marriage equality. That's also not true. Explain to me what marriage equality means. Because I think it means cat man plus cat woman both saying they want to be joined and holy... And holy catrimony. I don't want to hang out with you anymore. <laughs> I don't want to hang you out with you anymore. You walked into that. Like... Don't want to. What? We're going to need more alcohol. Oh, uh, yeah. There were a couple things I want to run by you just because we are doing whatever. Um, Alright, do you want the good news or the bad news first. The bad news, please. Uh, the gay nigga from True Blood died today. Oh, I heard all about that. You saw Don that? and I had a whole thing. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, I was surprised that you didn't bring it up to me earlier. Well, no, like, that was my best friend and I's show. We watched it literally every week and had a dinner party every week. We made time on Sunday to have dinner together and watch True Blood. And we've talked about that at length today. And Lafayette was like our favorite character like he was awesome 
so we were both very sad about that. I didn't bring it up to you because I know you never watched that show. And Nel- that's, Nelson Ellis, that's his name. Well, that's what we knew him from. Yeah. I'm sure that he had plenty of other work. But I'm just saying, if we're going to appreciate him passing on or his work. Me, you know, my only experience was one of the best days of my life. Um, I dressed up like him for Halloween. I And I'm not a big TV person. That sounds like a lot of fun because he had some really fabulous outfits. So Lafayette and uh, I might put that as the picture for the YouTube video of of me as fucking Lafayette. You know, rest in peace to Nelson Ellis. Um, Oh, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, cheers to that. Um, Yeah. Uh, I did a show. It was actually at Nacho Daddy. Um, on Halloween, um, with like the whole crew that used to be there, like Tyler Joslin, all those, all those people. Um, I did a show there, and then what was a, what is that place off of uh, Paradise Rockies? Is that what it's called? The one, uh, yeah, 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 Paradise, but like off Windmill. Yeah, yeah, I, that's uh, Rockies. I was there. I went there afterwards, and I remember I was just high out of my mind. And, uh, you know, I've always been weird with my Halloween costumes because they've always been subtle because I never really plan for it. I'm just like, I'll be this. And people would just be like, are you this? You know, because some people might think, oh, this guy's just dressed like a faggot. Remember, like, like that year I went. You that- did literally dress like the, like, like your costume was, as you said, the annoying faggot at the party. Yeah, like I was the annoying faggot at a party that year. And then, like one year. And then... It was funny because the years before, uh, so I just was dressed like an annoying faggot, but I was dressed in an, in an annoying faggot way that people were like, are you Kanye West? Because I was just sitting by myself and just looking at everybody. And then people were like, are you Kanye West? And I was like, yes, that is my costume. So it was like, how much of it is a costume and how much is it me actually acting like that character? Because the, com- the costume that I had is Kanye West the, really, the only difference between Kanye and Lafayette was uh, really like the headband. I was going to say the hair wrap. Yeah, and, and you know, a f- and, you know, you know, a certain ratio of sequins to other fabric. You know what I mean? Oh, true. You know that that's all it was. And then people were like, "Oh, are you Lafayette?" And, and I was just like, "Oh, okay. Well, fuck it. That's why that one year I was like, I'll just be the annoying faggot at a party because yeah, fuck it. You know, like why, like why the fuck not?" But I've never watched True Blood. I never watched it. But like I said, being that character for Halloween and having somebody kind of break it down to me very quickly, uh, they were like, "You're so good at this character." I was like, "I've never seen the show," <laughs> but you know. No, he was a really fun character on yeah. the show. It seemed like so he was a vampire, or well, no, like originally he was this like kind of. Just transy gay dude, like super queeny gay dude, and then like he ends up like dating a wit. Like it, there's a whole thing. There's okay. a whole thing. Like he had a pretty long story arc. So he was like a like a not just gay, just a representative of the whole thing. Like super out there. Or? Yeah, no, he's okay. super out there. And one, of the, one of the first scenes you see him in, like he's this cook at this like shitty diner, and he's just using the women's restroom to do his makeup and shit. You're just being awesome about it. I feel you. I feel you. Watch yourself, bitch. I am. And I is gorgeous. 
Like, he didn't give a fuck. Like, the, the best thing about Lafayette is that like, he never gave a fuck. Like, he just did his own shit. That's why he was so endearing as a character. Like, he just did whatever he wanted to be doing. He didn't put up with any bullshit. And he was awesome the whole time. I would say that uh, that's telling. And, like, you might not realize this because you're, like, a straight woman. Like, for me, just hearing that uh, is kind of funny because a lot of queer people go through that phase of because you don't realize it people keep saying it to you you keep having these weird feelings about it and then you realize that about yourself well then you have to kind of find your identity in that like that's not really a thing that you can totally look back on because it is your personal preference you know what I mean it is how you want to express yourself so you find yourself sometimes you know you have some like uh you know, lesbians or gay men, they just go into these very, very whorish phases and things like that. That's where you get, like, the cross-dressing and the rebellion and the liberating feeling of it and all that shit. And then everybody kind of just, like, not everybody, a lot of people, like, tone down and just come back kind of into, like, this uh, heteronormative thing where it's just, like, not like they're not trying to freak straight people out or they're just, like, they feel bad about it. It's just, like, oh, yeah, I'm... It's the same as being a teenager for some people. It's like a second. Well, like the thing, the thing about the character on the show is like you don't really get the beginning of his arc in that perspective, but like that's what it's like to meet most queer people. Though, let's be honest, like you don't really know why they're that way, you know. Well, you don't know why anyone's any kind of way that they are, really, whether they're queer or not. But it is kind of pointed when you're talking about somebody in that community. Like, yeah, it's true. You know, but it, like, is, it is this, kind of This particular character, being in an environment that's in the Deep South, and all this different stuff, and in this particular, like, universe that this story takes place in, it's all about this taboo of, like, vampires have, like, come out of the closet, as they say. Okay. They, they call it coming out of the coffin, like, we're here. Ha! That's this what they call it. Hilarious. That's literally what they call it. I never it. watched this. They're like, we came out of the coffin, like, hey, vampires are real. Mm. We're around. No, I saw some of this show. I saw some of this. Everybody saw okay. some of that show. But, like, so, like, they're real, they're around, it's whatever. This dude's in the South, and he's very clearly past the whole rebellious kind of thing. He's not trying to upset people. But he's very much doing his own shit. And that's why he's such a wonderful character, is that he he just does whatever the fuck he wants. Mm. And it's as endearing as any other character that you would care about in a series because he's doing what he wants to do. I've never seen the show, but I've had people be like, oh, you're like this character. Like, b- b- like... Well, you don't want to be too much like him. In the books, he dies in, like, yeah. the second one. But, like... Yeah. But, but, but before and after seeing any of the show, because I've seen a little bit now that I think about it, but even before and after, people were like, oh, you're kind of like this character. And I'm like, I don't watch TV like that, you well, know? even but interacting with entities that are a lot more powerful and a lot stronger than he is, he's really unyielding. And, in, and it's really indicative early on in how he deals with this very straight, white, Christian culture that he's part in of. In Louisiana. Yeah. He's, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Where does True Blood take place? Uh, it's not Bonton. It's fucking... Um, I can't think of it now. I'll okay, be able to think whatever. of it. Whatever. Yeah. Louisiana's not that big. But it's near Bontemps. Like, it's about okay. an hour away. Like, it's some small buttfuck town. Uh, 
and like the way that he interacts with like his peers and the way that he really just does his own shit doesn't really care is indicative of how he interacts with all these other supernatural creatures that are vastly more powerful and able than he is and he's one of the few people that really isn't daunted by that which is why he's such a great character because the, all these other characters that interact with everybody and it's either mortal pawns or different vampires or other various kinds of supernatural creatures and they all kind of have a pecking order and a way that they interact with each other and Lafayette really doesn't give a shit. Right. Which is wonderful about him. And that's why like people who watch that show are really sad that the man who played that character died. Because... That, that makes sense. You know, my thing is it, it kind of came across my feed uh... And Just because of the searches and the communities that I, I, because I'm, I'm involved in a lot of communities. Well, like in that, as, as far as let Google tell it, you know, yeah, what, you know yeah. what I mean. I'm not really involved in that many communities, I'm saying, but like, let Google tell like it. Like that show and the book series in general. They there was deal, a book. I didn't even know. It's that. based entirely on a series of books. Half of them are on our bookshelf right yeah, over there. I didn't even know this. I can pull a bunch out for you. Oh, if you'd I'd like. rather read the book than watch the show. Oh, they're way better. The books are way better. But like in, especially in the books, like half the characters are either gay by or some form of trans like mm. there's there's a lot of that going so, on I mean community. generally queer that makes sense generally queer yeah. like most of like a good portion of those characters are generally queer and Lafayette throughout the series in the show in the HBO series is really the only person that doesn't give a fuck the whole time because everyone Do you think it's because he was black? Or I don't know, are there other black characters on the there, show? There are other black characters. There's a there's a lot of like white and black characters. There's a lot of varying like types of queer people on the show. Mm. Just, I don't know. Lafayette's fabulous because That's he, just literally his character. He just does overall. whatever he wants. That's why everybody loves him so much. Well, how, why does he die? Why and how does he die? Because well, the show's over, correct? In the books, he <laughs> kind of gets an unceremonious death, and he's not a very big character. Mm. And in the series... He's I, fabulous. Dude, in the series, people liked him too much. You can't get rid of him because he's fucking awesome. Mm. They give him this wonderful like romance story arc. He ends up dying, and it's kind of necessary. because it, it would ruin it for people who haven't watched it if they, in case they would like to. Oh, fuck them. This is dead ass. Like, if they don't want to listen to this, then they can turn it off. Spoiler alert. And whatever. Oh, Lafayette fucks his own shit up in the end. Yeah. Like, but, like, up this, in... This is literally, not, this literally... Is, just so you know, this is not a show where you, like, don't say the thing. Say the thing. Well, I appreciate entertainment. Like, yeah. you, I like watching I TV. Don't. I, I no, don't. I do, though. <laughs> I like that kind of stuff. I know, stuff. but it's my I show. Spoil like, it what I'm saying. No, no, you're not spoiling it for people that listen but to I'm, my show. But I'm me on your show. I know, but you're not spoiling people from, for people that listen to my show. Nobody's listening to my show just like, I wonder what he's going to say about True Blood. They're, they're like, I don't give a fuck. Wouldn't it be weird if there was literally one person somewhere random that you mm -hmm. had no idea was listening to you that was literally just like, man... I wonder what Randall will say about True Blood. Yeah. There might have been somebody, and now they have the answer. Or, you know what's more likely? Somebody would be like, yo, I did, he, this is what I get all the time. I didn't even know you knew anything about True Blood. You know, or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't, I don't really talk that much for as much as I talk. I don't really talk that much about myself, even though I talk about myself a lot. 
I don't really talk that much about myself. So some people feel like they don't really know me on a personal level, which is why I do the podcast because it's like, fuck it. Like, I'll just be honest about shit. Like, dead ass. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I feel. Um, do you have any more morning to, to do? Because I'd like to give you the good news. Well, no, I'm going to be sad about that, but that's okay. Yeah. I've been sad before. What's the good news? The good news, English Premier League starts August 11th. Oh, yeah. You ready to lose again? Whoa. We're not playing on the 11th, I don't think. I think... No, I, I mean in general for the whole season again. We have a new fucking coach. Fucking... Okay. Like, you're a, you're a Chelsea fan. Indeed. Yeah. Okay. Like, I get it. Like... Whatever. You don't get it. What do you mean I don't get it? You don't get it. You're not a Chelsea fan. No, I don't get that. Like, I don't get degrading myself, but, like, that's okay. Like, yeah, you're right. We'll just degrade ourselves into a third fucking year winning in a row. You're yeah, right. We'll dude, just continue to degrade ourselves. Okay, okay. so what's the point of watching soccer if you're just going to be a Patriots fan there? Why aren't you a Patriots fan here? Whoa, if I was a Patriots fan there, I'd be a fucking Manchester United fan. That's the reason I became a Chelsea fan in the first place. Mm-hmm. So what is what is the the analog of Chelsea to American football and or the NFL rather? What would you consider an analog? It, it could be more than one team. But you're saying that Man U is the Patriots of the EPL. Well, I feel the same way about Man U as I always felt about the Patriots and the reason I became a Chelsea fan when I was younger mm-hmm. is that I despised Man U so much. Chelsea was the only team at the time that I ever saw really beat them. And that's so why you're basically a, a Steelers fan when it comes to the EPL. Yeah. Okay. That is true. Yeah, like you're pretty much a Steelers fan. And give it a few more years. You're going to see that we'll win more. Yeah. And I'm, dude, they don't share your pension for towels. Like, dude, like don't, don't get me wrong. I don't hate on any team. Uh... I in, do. In, in the Premier League because I just I've only been watching Premier League from like a year really you know what I mean I've been watching Premier League since I was like six yeah like I've only just been sort of getting into soccer and shit like that so I'm not gonna lie so it's like my team is Crystal Palace you you already know that but for anybody who's listening I'm a Crystal Palace fan I'm an Eagles fan and that's how that's like that's how I get down well dude I respect you being a Crystal Palace fan I don't think there's anything wrong with that like I became a Chelsea fan really young and I've stuck with it because that's what a fan does. A fan sticks with their team. But we got we got a new coach. Um, so I'm excited to see. Dude, Zaha signed with you guys. That's a great sign. I'm because excited he to see what we do. I'm he excited to see what out. we do. Yeah, he could have fucking left. He, he absolutely could have left. He low-key should leave. But that, like, you know, and I don't know his motivation for it. Um, you know what I mean? Maybe he really can't. Or maybe he's holding out for something else. Maybe I'll get fucked again being a Thunder fan and, and fucking Kevin Durant leave. Yeah, I right. love I like Zaha, I like Benteki, uh, uh I, I love our, our fucking keeper, like the main one. Um what's the boy's name? I don't I keep wanting to say Cicero and I'm getting this nigga's name wrong every he's not a he's not a nigga, but either way, he he's he's not, he's not a black dude. But Benteki and Zaha are black, so that's why I keep saying this nigga. But Regardless, I, I'm I'm getting away from my fucking point. Like, just getting into the EPL, like I was saying, um, or like I said before, like I wasn't watching tennis like that, or I wasn't doing this like that. Like, 
seeing those sports is more fulfilling than the sports that I was allowed to play as a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't really allowed to play lacrosse. Like, I would have really, really had to have, one, been athletic, and for my parents to pay that amount of money, like, I would have had to beat up, like, ten white boys on the street for them to be like, all right, you can pay. I think that's how everybody joins the league. <laughs> well, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that, like that's, like, I'm not lying. Like, I'm not... <coughs> I'm, like I'm not I'm not saying it just because I was black I'm just saying like those are the dudes that play lacrosse like I would have They're had yeah like the only way I, my parents would have let me play lacrosse they'd be like did you rape a girl and beat up 10 white boys because if you didn't and you better if you didn't rape that girl you better beat up 20 white boys or also yeah. have $50,000 like one of the two yeah, one of exactly. the two yeah. man or, or, yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or work for it you know what yeah. I'm saying you know like niggas oh well, they'll give you a pass if you want to do shit like I'm doing, like like acting and and improv and shit like that, like that. Like they'll make niggas entertainers, you know. But if you want to be an athlete, some of these sports you're not necessarily gonna get into. Like they'll they'll make sure the black boys play football, but no, ain't nobody recruiting for tennis. You know what I'm saying? Like you know what I mean? Tennis is such a rich white boy sport, and you have to have money to play it when you're young. It's the same as lacrosse, which is crazy, because neither one of those sports are traditionally white, though. So it's like... No, they're not, but like, in America, at least, you have to have a good amount of money to play them when you're young. It costs money, yeah. Same with with hockey. It costs more money than other sports. Yeah. Same with hockey. Like, my mom really put herself out to make sure that I could play soccer, and like, the teams that I played on were more expensive. Mm Mm-hmm. Dude, I couldn't imagine if I was playing a different sport that required more equipment and more shit. Like, dude, like, it was, like, a big deal for me to get, like, my gloves. I was a goalie. I was a state championship goalie. I wish goalie. I would have gone back, like, if I was going to play, because I like to play baseball. No, like, it was a big deal, Randall, in my household yeah. for me to get a $60 pair of gloves. I wish I would have had an appreciation for soccer. And normally I say football and people don't know what I mean because we live in the United States. So it's like. That was one really cool thing about being in like South America is that I could call it football and everyone knew what I was talking about. Just like, oh, yeah, it's football. Like, I I wish I would have had more of an interest in that. It's not that I didn't have an interest in it. You know what I mean? Like, I would practice PKs and and things like that when I was a kid just for fun and it, we never thought about it as not a black thing we never took a race into it like soccer is a world sport you know what i mean like that's like anybody can do that and we always had fun but i never thought about going out for the soccer teams because that was a very white boy thing to do like me if i was going to do some white boy shit i was going to buy a skateboard you know what i mean or a sports car I was, you know i was gonna do some dangerous white boy shit because that's what i always associated white boys with was just like they're having the most fun when they're about to die so if i'm gonna try to be like the white boys i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna try to kill myself too you know oh what I mean? shit like, randall the first year that i won the state championship in nevada mm-hmm. playing soccer my father told me that soccer was a fag sport he told me that damn like, I forget what I did. Like, I did something to piss him off, and then it was like, well, you know what? We'll did he mean it or he was saying it because he was pissed off? Or, you know what? Let me, mm. Never mind. Let me, tell tell me about that. Tell me about that. He had gotten some Cuban cigars from one of his work buddies. He tried to make me smell them. I smacked them out of his hand and literally broke all of his cigars in half. Damn, you bitch. 
I told him I didn't want to smell cigars. I didn't like the smell of cigars at the time. I was like 12. I was like, I don't want to smell your cigars. Chester, smell these. Like, Dad, I don't like them. And I smacked them. You know what? Soccer's a fucking fag sport. You're going nowhere. It was just like, really, dude? Like, this is like the number one sport in the world. Like, are you kidding me? But you broke how many Cuban cigars, though, at that time? Four. And what, this is what, like, 2002, 2003? Trust me, dude. They weren't the only Cuban cigars that man had. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, okay. he was fine. He oh, was okay. Fine. Still, you broke four of them. That might uh, break some niggas' hearts. Yeah, well, maybe that grouchy alcoholic shouldn't have shoved cigars into my face after I specifically asked him not to. Yeah, it's probably not a good idea to shove tobacco in your kids' faces, folks. This is PSA. I'm just saying, like, it, I, a I asked him not to. parental service announced. No, I'm not making fun. Asked him kindly. But, like, yeah, his response was soccer's a fag sport. Just, like, really? Why do, why soccer's do you think he felt that sport. way? Why do you think he felt that way? Because he played football. Like, American football. Mm-hmm. He just did white boy stuff. Do you think that, like, soccer players would walk by and be like, American football is a fag sport and like and like that's it like he's projecting something. Oh, I have no idea. I wouldn't presume to guess. <laughs> but what I do know is that soccer's badass. But soccer is like the dopest sport. Like there's no sport that doesn't stop like like Dude, when I was nine, like my entire soccer team that I played on, we weren't shit. We we're nine year olds. And we're not just talking about EPL. I'm saying soccer in general. No, like, like, no, like, like when, the sport itself. When I was is... nine, when I was nine years old, my entire girls' soccer team, and we weren't crap. Like when you're nine, you can't really play soccer. Like you're trying, but like mm-hmm. you know, your liberal play isn't there. You gotta start somewhere. You're a bunch of nine year olds. Oh. You're you're just playing bunch ball. But like we literally took like so many days off of practice and like made it a point to get together to watch the women's World Cup. That the women's soccer team... Which year was this? I was nine. 94? Uh, 96? It was 96 or 98. I think 9 or 11. Did they have... Hold on. Did they have one in 96? It was a 96 or 98. It was I'm going to look it up real quick. But, like, whichever one it was, the women's team, like, they personally made sure to sell out the stadium they sold it in. It was in America. Like, we all took time off to watch it together like it was the biggest deal in the world that was the year that we had the shootout with china and we won in a shootout because brianne scurry blocked a pk we went into overtime then we went into i a feel shootout. like that was 96 because i feel like i was listening to jay-z because i was watching this. i think it's 96 i was how old, you said you were nine and then you're a year older than me I was nine or eleven i was one of the two like i was around i was like 10 ish I think it was 96. I'm going to say, you could check that. No, I mean, you can go on. But, dude, I, just, I remember exactly how that game was won. It was amazing. Like I, You said it was U.S. versus China? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we won in a shootout. That was the famous... Um, uh, What's-her-tits took her shirt off and she had her sports bra on. That was that World Cup. But my idol, Brianne Scurry blocked a PK, which is like the coolest thing you can do as a keeper. That's the hardest thing to do as a keeper. This one says 1999. Was it 99? And I might be looking at it wrong. But if you said you were uh, 11, that makes sense. 
Oh shit! Unless you were nine, if you were then nine, I would have been eleven. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, like, that I makes turn, sense. Like I turned twelve in the year two thousand. So. Maybe I'm just thinking I was younger. My yeah, bad. But no, it's all good. It's not. It's not your bad. I just want to know what game we're talking about. That way, if people are wondering. Shit, hell, man! I'm thirty now. All those years run together. Women's nineteen ninety nine FIFA final: China versus USA. Yeah. Okay. So nineteen ninety nine is when it happened. Oh god damn! I thought it was earlier than that. Holy fuck! Yeah. That was one thing. Yeah, that was one thing I never had from my dad. He was always encouraging in the sports, um, and he knew a lot. He he was never just like don't play one sport o- over the other. Like it's not like he ever said like like oh don't play this sport. He was always just like oh he was he was always just like this is a sport and you should understand it that way. You know between being uh, like a vet. A prisoner, uh, you, you know what I mean, and then just a general man in general, like fucking. Uh, my dad he, always disliked was, that I played sports, but also loved that my brother played sports. So it was kind of that sort of thing. It was a very, it was a very gender biased sort of thing. Yeah, like for me, it was never that. My thing was, I think my dad just had more of a preference for sports than he did the arts. He was very much a news and sports guy, and I think that's a. That's part of the the like media patriarchy and and things like that, or kind of just the expectation. Like dudes are very news and sports oriented, and something like the opera or being on camera. Camera. <laughs> and being on camera. You know. <laughs> Why did it, it, you just you know, go full on thirty or Because I'm joking. To be on camera. Yeah. Well, it was funny because my dad gave me the, like the weirdest compliment the other day. He was just like, because he'll like all my shit. He'll share my shit. I don't think he legit understands it totally. What he's happy about, he just like, like he has a son that's like a like a comedian slash whatever the fuck I do. You know what I mean? Like I'm into entertainment, and then a daughter that's a ballerina, and you know we're the ones that have jobs in our field because we didn't get. He's the most dramatic person I've ever heard of. <laughs> Why would you guys not be doing that? Because he's dramatic because there's a lot of drama in news. There's a lot of drama in sports. No, I understand I there's think, a lot of drama. I understand yeah. there's been a lot of drama in his life. I'm just saying, like, the things that you tell me about him and the way that you describe stories to me about him, mm-hmm. he sounds like a very just dramatic man. He sounds very oh, he's impassioned. A, it's 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 not for lack of honesty. I think that's the thing is that there is a lack of honesty in this world that he cannot process like when it comes to dishonesty my father has no liver for it you know i would i I would put it that way like he really 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 does not fucking want to deal with that in any kind of fucking way like he he doesn't like lies and bullshit um i don't blame him and and he, he doesn't he doesn't. He's not gonna sit idly by while somebody can't help themselves, and sh- and shit like that. Oh, yo, would you would you throw that coke my way? I would. Coca Cola, folks. Coca Cola. But the like the dope shit about a dude like that is because you might not like a person like that if that was your peer, but. As like a father, you're not obligated to like the person. You're not obligated to like each other, but you can learn a lot from each other. And like that's the the like that's one cool thing about it. But like his appreciation for 
shit has only influenced me as an artist. You know what I mean? Because it's not that he had no appreciation for the arts. Like, like I told you. I mean, he loved his his fucking flute. He felt deprived of it. <laughs> you know, he really, he really, really did. You know, but it, what? The, but to get to the point, the compliment he gave me, he said, "Hey, man, you know, I've been I've been liking your videos, and I've been making sure I try to keep up with you, and you know, you can always call me and all that shit, and I, and I love him for that. And the, what he said was, "Hey." <coughs> He said, "Hey, Randall, man, I've been showing, I've been showing your videos and your, you know, your podcast. I've been showing." He just, what he just said, I'm not, even gonna, I'm gonna say it verbatim, verbatim. He said, "Yeah, man, I tell people all the time. Uh, yeah, my son's out there in Las Vegas. He's doing his thing. Yeah, you know, it took him a while. He's getting so much better. He's doing all this." Uh, and I, he said, I show, I show people some of your stuff, and let me tell you, they really like it. <laughs> Is that how he says it? The way, the way he said it was just like, I don't fucking get it. I don't get it, but, but I I'm am, glad other people do. But I am so glad that you are, you know how to tap into something. That you can keep yourself alive. That you can do this. That you're saying something that people want to hear. That some people might need to hear. Some people don't want to hear it, but they can't help but laugh. He's happy to see that I'm just me. And I'm not doing it just for the dick sucking and the check and the let me you know like he he's happy to see that i'm being myself and who wouldn't well, want that dude if you want to do that you could have started that shit 10 years yeah, ago oh I, and, and i'd have a lot more money and have a lot bigger dick to suck well not even that I, I i'd be a star on twitter all this other bullshit you know if, if i had done some other things you know what i mean i'd have three houses and all this other bullshit if i wanted to kiss ass my entire life there's a lot of shit i passed up on on the level of self-respect which is why it's so funny when I see people that are, you know, I mean, not get into that. But what was funny is that the, just the way he said it, he was just like, and you know, Randall, they really like it. Like, just the way he said it, he was like, it's, it's not that he disliked it. He was just like, I think that we just, it's okay. You're going to. He doesn't have to get it. It's not that he doesn't get it. I think that he just fundamentally disagrees, and I and, and that's and, okay too. And, yeah, and that comes across in like real conversations that we we'll have. It's like sometimes I will disagree, and it's like, hey, you know what? We don't have to go down that path anymore. You or, guys don't always have yeah. to disagree for you to love yeah, each other. But it's nice to be at a point where you don't have to yell at people anymore. Like sometimes like, I feel like people in our generation are at a rift and at odds with people in the generation just before us and we label each other these fucked up things like uh like don't get me wrong like i'm not saying that it's not really really ugly language to call people like kikes or bitches or niggers or anything like that i'm not saying it's not ugly language but i think some of the most dangerous language that we use is when people say oh well the baby boomers did this and the millennials did this and generation this and that like 
the age gap, and this is from a very, very much like United States, for i.e. American perspective, like from American perspective, that shit is like the most fucked up shit because that shit ties into the the classism and the racism uh, and, and the despotism the most is, is the whole you baby boomers oh well you millennials it's just like okay you're talking about a new generation of technology and racism and misogyny versus an old generation of technology and racism and misogyny and I don't well, hate to limit it always what they're talking about it isn't it isn't like what do you mean I mean that's not always what they're talking about it's not always about misogyny racism and technology what are they talking about because it frustrates me sometimes because I have to perform for these people what are they talking about Economic structure. They're talking about a lot of different shit. It's just not always those three things. Well, I'm, I was saying that <coughs> with, uh, <coughs> with like, you know, an, an unuttered etc. to it. Like, well, like, well, yeah, but I mean, yeah. if you want to include everything in it, then you can, but like, there's well, a lot of Well, what are the, the, the issues? Does, does that issue bother you? Does that bother you? No, not personally. So the age gap is not really a thing to you? No, it's a thing. It just doesn't bother me personally. Right on. But does it affect you in negative ways? Of course. How do you deal with it? What do you mean, how do I deal with it? Okay, well, in what ways does, does it affect you? Like, give me one example. In what way does an age the age gap affect you? The age gap. Well, I'm subject to an economy I didn't help create. I'm subject to a political climate that I largely didn't help create either. Um, I'm subject to a lot of people who feel like it's my fault. Not really my fault, but people who are my age. Yeah, but I feel like we, like, largely my cohorts and I haven't had a big hand in how things have turned out. Mostly because a lot of those fucks don't vote. But, you know, what is that? There's a lot of different ways. I'm just saying, like, how do you deal with that? Like, it's, like, I'm not going to support groups for being born in 1987. So, you're basically saying that While it doesn't affect you on a, a, a day-to-day... You don't feel discriminated against, obviously. Nobody uh, individually singles me out. Do, do you feel that old people... Uh, and I don't mean like old people like in this way, like they're all 90 years old. Do you feel like What people, if they were? They, they could be, but do you feel like people of older generations seasoned people elders in general uh let's say they just be 40 um you know let's say they just be 50 do you do you feel alienated uh or or do you feel like you're even treated differently at all because of your age have you ever felt that do you feel like you're treated differently now do you feel like you've ever felt that yeah of course do you feel like you're treated that way now 
Yeah. Do you think that it's reflected in the amount of money and politics that would cater towards you? You know what I mean? I don't know. Right on. Because, like, think about it this way. Like, at, at a certain point, we're all going to become old people and that if if we're if we're lucky at a certain point we're all gonna become all people that are just like um fuck these kids that don't know shit you know what I mean like and we need to make sure there's something for us here you know well that's part of the problem I think is people presuming to make decisions on behalf of people younger than them because they assume that they're not capable mm-hmm. and I feel like that's a lot of the problem that like technically millennials bitch Mm. about now that's the problem they feel like they've been dealt a hand or been forced to accept a hand that they didn't have any part in well we were kind of told that uh yeah we were and i'm not saying that it's not true Mm -hmm. that's not what i'm saying at all i'm saying is like you know people get older they learn a lot and they do have a lot more life experience, and I think it's really easy to understand why someone being older, having a lot more experience, would presume to make decisions on behalf of a younger generation. I understand why. That doesn't mean that I don't think that it's wrong. But sometimes, I think it's very the, wrong. but but I don't think there's a transparency there where it's just like, hey, I'm doing this for your own good. And it's ironic, like, transparency, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't say that on purpose. Like, no pun intended, but it is kind of odd that there are older people kind of looking out for those of us that are smart enough to get old because the reality is a lot of people die young. Like, a lot of people do. So That's not true. You don't think so? As opposed to any other point in history, less people die young literally in the last 10 years than at any other point. Well, what do you consider young? People die older compared to every other generation of the world currently. Okay, that's not answering my question. What do you consider young? Now? Yes, now. Yeah, definitely. I'm not going to ask you about somebody else's. What do you consider young? What do you personally consider young? Young. Yes. Like, if somebody would say, oh, he died young, what is the oldest age you would say he died young? 50. Okay. Yeah, I would say 45, 47. I, yeah, I would say exactly. in the 40s. Okay, yeah. Young. that. Okay, so, yeah, like, you know, to put that in context, it's like, that is what dying young is, you know? Like, I, I think that it's hard for a lot of people to reconcile that were living in this continually and exponentially more automated world when there are still people in the American mindset that live in huts when that is not even a case. You know what I mean? Not to say that people don't, because you've been to these places where that's a real thing that happens. Like, Like people do live that way. But let's be real. That is not most people that do that. It's 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 just it's simply not. 
not most people here. Yeah, no, it's not most people here. It's not most people in the most populated fucking part of the planet. Like, really, our part of the planet. Right, it's not most people. Yeah, I'm saying again, on a global level. You know what I mean? Like, you you understand what I'm saying? Like, dude, it's not as bad as people make it out to be. But because we have our notions about we all have our little nationalism we all have our little group our little burning little pilot light for our fucking causes and shit like that and that's not just americans that's everybody across the world like we like well, the, hey randall the tortoise has got to make it hey well the, the there is nothing but the tortoise the tortoise the tortoise hey, i'll put it this way the tortoise doesn't have to make it the world is built on the back of the tortoise According That's to some cultures, yes. Yeah, that the tortoise has to walk slow. Literally, the tortoise has to walk slow because everything is built on the back of the tortoise. This music is doing something to me. Ooh, some thunder! Nice. Are you guys ready for a story? Many, many moons ago, there was a tortoise flip over on his back. Help, I've fallen and I can't get up. The girl that the tortoise was in love with was like, stop talking to me, tortoise. Her name, Gaia. It was a great success. The tortoise flipped over. And what happened then? Life. And what happened after life? Sex. What happened after sex? Capitalism. It's a very weird timeline. You know, first you get the flip over. Then you get the life. Oh, jeez. Then you get the capitalism. What you think you're gonna think that I'm gonna kill two little Marxists and a, and a little baby man, huh? Fuck you, man. Fuck you. You die, motherfucker. You die. Why did you make Tony Montana sound so Chinese? Why did Tony Montana ever go to New York City? That was the weirdest part of Scarface. Like, why was there a part where he went to New York? Wasn't he meeting some sort of... uh, They were supposed to kill that ambassador. Did they? He was going there as a... He was supposed to drive the car... The guy next to him had the death. Then why are you asking why was he there? Because you clearly know why he was there. No, but I'm not saying why was he there in the plot of the movie. I'm saying why was he there? Because that, but he took it to the limit. Like why, Tony? Why? There was a whole song in the movie about how he took it to the limit. And I feel like it's weird that you're asking why he took it to the limit. Because it was not only shown to you, it was sung to you. Okay, when you put it that way, we're both right. No, just me. 
You're going to have to agree to disagree. That's not true. It's not true, but in the end, that's... You really pushed it to the limit today, huh? It's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> why is why is it... I'm just saying, you know what I meant. Like, why did he go to New York? Like, why didn't he not go to New York? Why didn't he send Manolo in there to get chainsawed? Why did Tony Montana have to die? That's not how Tony Montana died. No, I know that's not how he died, but it led to his death. Had he not been the one to fucking hold down all these other situations, he and wouldn't again, have had to Randall, die. I refer you to the song. Walk along the razor's edge. Don't look down, just keep your head and you'll be finished. Open up the limit. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the song. It's just like, it's, it's like, all right, because there, there's always, everybody knows, push it to the limit, right? The song keeps changing. It's just like, welcome to the limit. Limit! Like, I love that. Danger like, zone. Yeah, like, well, like, like, welcome to the limit. Okay, I get it. And then that verse, we just like, open up the limit. Now like, that we're talking about that song, I want to hear Danger Zone. Open up the limit? No, Danger Zone. You want, you want to hear Danger Zone? Danger Zone? That's Kenny Loggins. <laughs> Highway to the Danger Zone. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it right now. I'm a. I'm a. I might have to do that shit. I'm gonna put it on right now. Like that. Is. Oh man, we're all talking about Tom Cruise, and when I think about like actors I hate, I'm also thinking about Nicolas Cage and how excited I am for Cameron O'Day. Yo, Ugh. while we're talking, you should plug Cameron Poday because that would be a good reason for me to go ahead and throw this whole shit out there, like. Like, just explain what it is. You don't have to invite the whole planet, but invite them. Like, can can you can you sell them? Can you put them on it real quick? I'm inviting everybody to celebrate. But explain what it is. Day. Like, like take some time. If you and would explain. give me a second, I okay. would do exactly okay. that. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was rushing you. Well, no, you weren't rushing me. You were interrupting. Oh my god! Go ahead. Still interrupting. Cameron Poe Day is an annual celebration that takes place on July 14th. It's a celebration of the movie Con Air starring Nicolas Cage and John Cusack. And within this movie, Nicolas Cage plays a man who is sentenced to prison because his hands were a lethal weapon after having been in the U.S. Armed Forces while he was defending his wife. But when he gets out of prison, it's on his daughter's birthday, which is July 14th. And while he is on the plane home, is hijacked by other convicts, and he subsequently has to save the day. At any rate, the way that you celebrate a movie of this caliber is that you put on your favorite wife beater, Woo! hopefully stained with some kind of cheese. And you watch Con Air and you eat shrimp tacos. And the reason you eat shrimp tacos is that in Spanish, the word for shrimp is camarón, which sounds an awful lot like Cameron. So we just keep doing it. And it's delicious. 
So what I'm saying is on Friday, just watch Con Air and have a good time. Because I will be doing exactly that. Oh god, the tacos are so good. You're missing out if you're not coming to my apartment. You're right, though. You're totally right. Those things are good every year, right? Yes, they are. I'm totally loving it. That is all for this week. Tune in next time to see what happens on the Dead Ass Podcast. Hey, this is Chasser. Thank you for listening. Celebrate Cameron Poe Day and listen to the Dead Ass Podcast in the future and forever. <laughs>